I'm going out from your rule. I don't have these things in my heart anymore. So, Paramatma is moving out. That's his jurisdiction. <laughs> he says, I packed my bags, I'm out of here. Somebody else comes in. At this stage, Krishna is starting to come in. Paramatma's got one foot out and Krishna's got one foot in. <laughs> Something like that. Mahaprabhu is attached to bhakti. Soon he'll be attached in Asaki to the object of his bhakti. Ainanda Tanuja, Kinkaram. From Ishware, Pranishwar, my, he says, he names him, the son of Nanda Maharaj. I'm attached to him. Any connection with him, even be as a particle of dust, I, I want that. So, yes, Krishna can hear our prayers, but at what stage of sadhana? This is a question, is it worth, fair enough to ask? We go to Bhakti Vinod, he says, what? Sharanga, Sharanagati, Hoibe, Tahar, Yahara, Pratana, Yahara, Pratana, Sinandukumar. Who embraces fully Shadanga, Sharanagati? Remember, that's what we're talking about. Sharanagati, in the context of Ruchi Bhakti. Who embraces that? Who has erected that stage in his or her heart? on which the drama of Krishna Lila is performed. Mahaprabhu was teaching it. This is Ruchi Bhakti. That person, Bhakti Vinod says, Sharanga, Sharanagati. His pratana, her pratana, her prayers. Sune Nandakumar, the son of Nandamaraj, hears those prayers. He says, what? Who's that? What are they saying about me? They know that? And they want that too. This is also a transition in this sense. Ruchi Bhakti is a transition from submission to longing. Sharanagati is about submission. Our Diksha Mantra is about Sharanagati, about submission. Hare Krishna Mantra is about longing. Hare Krishna Mantra is, is invocative. It's just names of Krishna, all invocative. It means Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hari, Hari. You can sing, you can dance it, you can... There's no petition there. It's an exclamation. That's why we say, in one sense, it's this, this uh, Nam Kirtan, that is Sadhyan Sadhana. So that they Ram, Ram, Mahabaho, these cowards are singing. In Kirtan. Gopi Gita, they're singing. Kirtan. Krishna Nam, this is uh, not a practice that will be retired. At some point. It's both sadhana and sadhya. And this is one of the reasons. It's, it's in the vocative. It's an exclamation. It's an emotional expression. Oh, Krishna. Oh, Hari. Oh, Radha. Diksha Mantra is, uh, in, is in the native case, so it's all about sharanagati, submission. So first submission, then longing. This is the idea of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. First deserve then desire. You understand? This is practical. You want that, okay, a little bit, but to long for that in an appropriate way, eh, something else should be in place. Nadanum, nadanum, nasundarim. Really? Can you long for both at the same time? A little difficult, a little bit contradictory. Some overlapping is there, yes. We have some longing in the beginning stage, and certainly there's submission in the longing stage, fully in place. But Jiva Goswami speaking about prayers in his commentary on Sri Rupa's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu says, Sadhana Bhakti is for submission. Bhav Bhakti is for longing. Two types of prayers. Submission and lalasa, longing. So they more belong to the two realms. We are in a higher realm of sadhana bhakti and ruchi. So some this longing is becoming more natural and appropriate. As I said, these desires come in the heart. Desire to anukul abhilas. It means that by abhilas means desire. Desire to do all the things that are favorable to Krishna in the context of the lila. Desire to prapti abhilas. Desire to have a relationship with Krishna. In other words, at this stage, it's just the theoretical and theological and philosophical person. He started to become a real person. 
You understand? But Krishna is largely a theological person to us, and everybody else is much more real. Therefore, we just kind of close the doors every now and then and carry on. But at this stage, it's, it's all come to life. Sharanagati, that brings our bhakti to life. It is the life of bhakti. As much as we're not a Sharanagata, then our, our bhakti is not a, a living affair. So now, at this stage, as I say, it's fully in place. So this desire to have relationship with Krishna, it's uh, has meaning. And and Sorudapilas, to make Krishna happy. He's, or she's preoccupied with these things. Hmm? This is the budding of of love. Just beginning. Something from that side is coming. Shaya Kairava Chandrika Vatadanam. Chandrika, moonbeams of Surup Shakti. Not the full sun, Sudasattva Visheshatma, Prema Suryangsu, not even a ray of the sun, but the reflection of the sun on the moon, moonbeams, something like that. Some semblance of, of bhav is coming, some feeling. So a transition from submission to longing, mama janmani, janmanishvare, bhavatat bhaktir, ahai tuki, tui. In this way, Mahaprabhu is praying, and helping us to understand something about ruchi bhakti, ruchi, bhakti with a taste. Uh, Rupa Goswami has talked about that. He said, before you have a taste, then although it's sweet, it tastes bitter, right? But if you go on hearing and chanting about Krishna's name, qualities, forms, pastimes, and so forth, bitterness will go away. That means then you'll get a taste. And then he says what you should do when you have that taste. What activities are appropriate for the time when you have the taste. That's when he says, sit down in Vrindavan and make this your full occupation. Before that, there may be a bit of a disturbance to you and other people as well, to your own bhakti and to other people. First, get some taste. We are have a high ideal that Mahaprabhu has come and give us that, so we're all attached to that. Nobody wants to get waylaid in Vaikuntha. We want to go to Goloka. I told some before, when I was just a young lad joining Prabhupada's movement about 21, I remember it vividly walking outside the Los Angeles temple there, New Dwarka, as it came to be known later on. One devotee said to me, I don't know why, but he just came to me, he said, you know, most of the devotees don't go to Goloka. They go to Vaikuntha. I started to cry. I thought, what is this? This is a senior devotee telling me this? I didn't join for that. I've got to be one of those few. How is it possible? Of course, then I learned most of the devotees go to Goloka. A few have to go to Vaikuntha. <laughs> and maybe join another sampradaya in the process. <laughs> Mahaprabhu giving life to those sampradayas too. I know of a devotee, I don't know, don't know him personally, but of a devotee who got disenchanted with Gaudiya Vaishnavism and, well, with our presentation of it, not me particularly, but we're all in the same group here, more or less. It's one big extended family, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he decided to become a Sri Vaishnava. He thought that was a better, better thing, so. And became attracted to that, and, and uh, so he went off and joined the Sri Sampradaya. And then he came to the Sri Rangam, you know, the capital of Sri Vaishnavism. And he went in to have the darshan of the deity. They wouldn't let him in. He said, "No, I'm Hindu. I'm I'm, I'm a, a Sri Vaishnava." They said they dismissed him. They wouldn't let him in. And uh, he became so disgusted. Somebody said, "Hari Krishna," just out of habit, you know. He said, oh, you're with the Hare Krishna. Then come in. <laughs> oh, Hare Krishna, come in. <laughs> so, Mahabharu giving life to all these groups too, actually. He's, he's the... Swayam <laughs> Bhagavan, you can get whatever you want from him. And Hare Krishna is universal mantra. You can derive, if you want mukti, to Vaikuntha, you can get that. It's Taraka Brahmanam, Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And it is Paraka Brahmanam, if you want that. You can develop love with competence, competence to capture Krishna, to subdue Krishna. That is Golok. We have an ideal to go there. That is our interest. But we have to go in a, in a natural way, in a, in, in a gradual way. Now we don't have any taste, so we are a kind of Raghunuga Bhakti because we are attached to a Raghbhakta. 
our Gurudev has interest in that. We see, my Gurudev, I see he's attached to Krishna. I want to be like that. So, you get included in, in, in the group by that. This is called Ajaturuchi Raghavakti, without any taste. Our interest in that is more intellectual, so therefore it can be called Vaidhi Bhakti also. Sometimes it's called, but we don't do Vaidhi Bhakti as a means to itself to, to enter into Vaikuntha. Vaidhi Bhakti is, is there for, for Rag Bhaktas also. Rag means with some taste. So just like it's generous, someone calls us a Kunishtadikari Vaishnav, a Prakrita Bhakta. It's an oxymoron, yeah. a materialistic devotee. How can that be? <laughs> it's the generosity of Uttam, Madhya Madhikaris, to include us in the group. So in a similar way, this kind of term has been given by Jiva Goswami, to include us in the Ragmarg. Ajata Ruchi. It's kind of an oxymoron. It doesn't make a lot of sense. He's a Rag Bhakti without any taste. <laughs> but because she attaches herself to a Rag Bhakti who has taste, there's scope for getting taste. Hang on to the coattails of such a such a devotee, then you're certainly assured success. So, something I've spoken anyway about Shuddha Bhakti in the context of Shikshastakam and Sharanagati, which is the topic we've been more or less talking about for a few days now. Any question? Yes. So, at, at the stage of Ruchi or Shakti, one has the foundation to just live in the Dham and, and live on the food of holy me. But yet we find that very elevated devotees, even the brain bhaktas, are absorbed in the preacher mission. So what is Good the, for us. Right? Yes. So what is the <laughs> what is the relationship between relationship between? Not for someone who's not interested in devotee, as someone is is Progressing, what is the relationship between the preaching mission and the internal development? Well, I don't mean to say that when you uh, when you all get ruchi, you should go and get some hut at Radhakund and live there. I don't mean to say that, and I'm uh, sorry if I implied that. Of course, Rupa Goswami speaks of it like that, but that's why we have a Guru Parampara that explains these things in a dynamic way and in a way that's relevant to uh, time as it unfolds and and uh, and so we are members of the Bhakti Vinod Paribar so there's a strong current of outreach and, and, um, and Prabhupada was very much moved by that as his Gurudev Bhaktisant Sasri Thakur was and all the members of, of Godiamat for that matter Prabhupada in a very extraordinary way so we're all touched by that and uh and these are examples of someone like Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, Guru Maharaj Prabhupada and so forth, of um, getting up from the bhajan to come out for preaching. Yeah, they got up from that to come out and do kirtan. Our position is something like this, that kirtana prabhave smarana svabhave. This is the poetry of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur. Kirtan has great power. By the power of kirtan, meditation or internal life will come naturally and automatically. That's a fact. Meditation, of course, people like to do meditation these days in the yoga world and so forth, but meditation is an advanced stage. Even in the sutras that there it's mentioned, yoga sutra, you know, yama niyama, Asana, pranayam, pratyahar, dharna, dhyan, samadhi. So, why choose meditation? Why don't you just choose samadhi? Why don't you just sit down and do samadhi? You understand? You can't. Everybody knows that. Similarly, you just can't sit down and do meditation either. You have to do yama niyama. You've got to change your life. You understand? You have to change your, your worldview, and you have to be ethical and morally stout and, and so forth. Yam and yam. 
You've got to sit down, stop being so busy. You've got to catch your breath, pranayam, pratyahar. You've got to draw back. And then you can concentrate. And then there's scope for meditating, that the soul can actually commune with God, uninhibited <coughs> by the mind. So, similarly for us, we can't just sit down and meditate upon Krishna Leela very effectively. Someone would say, well, hey, look, why not meditate on Krishna Leela? as well as chant Harinam. You're not pure. The name's pure. If you chant, you'll get purified. Is the Leela pure? Yes. So if you think about it, won't you get purified? Right? So why didn't I just sit and, and do that? Because that's not the dispensation of Kali Yuga, for one. That's not what Mahaprabhu taught. That undermines the position of the name. It has a special position, yeah. Krishna's non-different from his name. Krishna's non-different from his leela. Krishna's non-different from his form. But there is one difference between the name and Krishna. We don't hear that there's one difference between Krishna and Krishna leela, do we? But we hear there's a difference between Krishna and his name. What's the difference? The name's more merciful. Therefore, yeah, you can chant even though your mind is not controlled, and there'll be benefit, and your heart is not pure. But you can't meditate without a pure heart. You can, you can remember Krishna in a simple simple way. That's smarna, yeah, but to, but to do lila smarnam, that's another thing. That requires some purification. That's a developmental stage. First do nam smarn, rup smarn, guna smarnam, then lila smarnam. This is a progression given by Jiva Goswami. So, this inner life, that's smarnam. So what is the relationship between, between that and kirtanam? Our opinion is that by kirtan, this smarnam will come naturally. I tell you frankly, that's my experience. That's my direct experience. By kirtan, inner life comes naturally at the airport. I tell you. And that's even dynamic kind of kirtan that some people won't even accept as kirtan. It's possible. So, it's not that um, when you reach higher stage, necessarily now you've got to get a ticket and go to India and sit down. You can do kirtan, like our Gurudev to the last minute. Somebody will have preference for kirtan. And they join a group like that, so let them pursue that. Who can argue with that? It is that it reigns supreme in Kali Yuga. Nam has the power. All these things are in Nam. Guna is in it, and then Rupa, Lila, they're all in the name. They will all come out through Nam Sankirtan. So our emphasis in our group means the Bhaktivinoda Thakur group, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, Bhaktivedanta Swami, Prabhupada, and all of us here, is Beer Krishna Goswami Ji and so forth. You're all in the same, this group. You know, we should focus on Nams and Kirtan. And what is the relationship then between Nams and Kirtan? This is your question, and, and internal development. It should come naturally and spontaneously. And at that time, as it does, of course, then your focus may shift to some extent. You may not be at the airport anymore. It's possible. You might shift from selling books to writing books or something like that, uh, from preaching to non-devotees to preaching to devotees, which is requires a little more understanding and realization to keep their attention, right? You've been to a lot of those boring lectures. I've probably given some in the past. <laughs> Hope I haven't bored you tonight. <laughs> so that kind of shifting then. Beginning, you preach to the, the new people, maybe. Not that you can always preach to new people, but there's a big need to preach to devotees, also. Right? I know I'm fully occupied doing that, and it's much more of a challenge too, given that they're so jaded these days, <laughs> due to irresponsible leaders like myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, some change, but you don't have to go and get a place at Radhakund and drop out of the circuit. We would miss you then too much. So, 
Does that help at all? To answer your question? Yes. Can I ask something? Yeah. Please. Another step on that same vein. Mm-hmm. So we read about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees being sometimes an internal consciousness, sometimes an external consciousness, sometimes a mixed consciousness. So going on the on the understanding that the the external work of preaching, however it may manifest, whether it may manifest in the airports or whether it may manifest in another way, that that is what is drawing mercy for the internal realization. Yeah. Okay. Then. What exactly is the distinction between external and internal consciousness? If one is absorbed in the external mission, is it the same level of internal meditation as when one is in internal consciousness? Is it a different flavor? Is it a different flavor? Yeah, it's different. It's not the same. It's 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 some. There'll be a point where you can't do that anymore because Krishna wants you so much. He takes you back. If you keep saying all these things about Krishna. That are so embarrassing to him that you know, you keep telling them everywhere, and more and more you know more secrets, and more you're letting them out and telling them. After a while, he just goes, covers your mouth and takes you back. You can't talk anymore. <laughs> so, something like that. But we're young, so we have some time and energy for preaching. Yes. I'm going back to a point that you made early on about um, Pratishtha looking for recognition. Um, and you were saying how it's nice to you know, try and do things in terms without wanting that, and that would be good for us. And I, and I was thinking sometimes that devotees, it's not so much that they want to be recognized, but they want to feel like people feel like they're pulling their weight, that they're making a contribution. Not so much that they want to be, you know, singled out and have a, you know have a lot of adoration coming. So is that wrong to have that kind of mentality? To... Well, I don't know. I mean, you say they want to feel like they're contributing, but if they are, they should when they feel it. I guess wanting other people to know that they're making, you know, that well, that they're pulling their what you're saying is that they want they want to know that that their service is cared about. That's a healthy anxiety for a devotee. That should be our only anxiety. That someone of spiritual consequence cares about what I'm doing. That's a healthy anxiety. If we have it, then somebody will be caring about it. If we're that concerned, that we have some spiritual anxiety about it, you can be sure someone of consequences is aware of that. That's a different thing. To want to be, that Krishna will recognize me. I wanted to be accepted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When I came to, uh, of course, we all have these long stories about how we joined, but at one point in my sojourn to the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada, I went to a festival in Berkeley. It was uh, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Appearance Day festival. And uh, they had a big, big, I mean big, 10-foot deity maybe of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he was like this, with one arm out and one hand up. One hand to the people giving mercy, other hand lost in Mahabhav. And so the devotees were doing kirtan and distributing halava. That was the whole festival. Halava, kirtan, halava, kirtan. That's what you did. Nobody talked to you or anything like that. <laughs> so I just, you know, chanted along with them. Every now and then had some halava. <laughs> But they had one other thing going on, and that was with all these carnations that they had bought, carnation heads, and they were, you know, dec- the dec- beauty had been decorated, and they were throwing these flowers and so forth. So I got one of these flowers, and I thought, you know, I don't know who this is, but, you know, that's, he's, that's who it is. I knew about Krishna. I wanted to, I liked Krishna and the cows. I had seen pictures, and I thought, I, I want to be, I want to go there. Again, it's a long story, but um, anyway, I thought at this point in the, fe- the festival, well, he's got one hand out, so if I throw this flower, you know, it's this simple kind of thinking, and if he catches it, I'll know I'll be accepted. So I wanted to be accepted, so that's kind of healthy. And, of course, I threw the flower, and he caught it. So I thought, that's it. I've been accepted. <laughs> Nobody asked me to join or anything like that, so I just went home, shaved my head. And the guy I was living with had an orange robe. He said, you need this more than I do. <laughs> 
they gave it to me, and then I used to read the Krishna book to people. And then some devotees, I was, and I was living in Santa Cruz, so I went down from Berkeley to Santa Cruz where I'd come for the festival. Anyway, to end the story, some devotees came from Santa Cruz, from L.A., and they were preaching, and they heard there's this guy up in the Santa Cruz mountains, and he's like one of you. And so they came and found me out, and they said, you can't do it like that, you can't do it like that. You've got to do it like this, you've got to do it with us. And I said, okay, yeah, I don't mind. I'm going to take you to our leader. <laughs> Their kindness, and they did. And Prabhupada also accepted me. So, so if you want to be accepted, that's okay. Uh, what else? Yes. Uh, could it be also like for the sake of community? You're thinking that um, you know that I want to contribute, and others will also be encouraged. You know, so that we can jointly expand our community spiritually. That I thought a little bit. That's mm-hmm. that's nice. But um, I want to be accepted by all of you. That's my desire. You'll think of me kindly. Hmm? Kind of went backward. We started Mahaprabhu and you coming up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that will be the, that will be the that will be the real confirmation that I've been accepted. Yes. In regards to creating um, a seat for Radha and Krishna, well, how about if, like, we don't even have Paramatma realization? I mean, um, you know, is that like first? That's a strong realization that Krishna's a Paramatma's in my heart. No, it's or, not like that. Or we just like forget about Paramatma. Forget try. about him. Yeah, he's got four hands. <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> this is too hard to think about. No, just think about Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. See, here's a secret. What do we do? We have desires, so Paramatma's ruling over the world of our concerns. But we have some interest in the higher realm of Goloka. That's Krishna. He's lost in love to the gopis and cowherds and so forth. So we have to do some kind of really special sadhana to get his attention. But then there's a, this dilemma that you've brought up. Well, who shall I meditate on? Shall I meditate on a Paramatma now and then Krishna? Or So to resolve the thing for you, my answer is, you meditate on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he is Vishwambar. He is the Yuga Dharma Avatar, that is the function of the Paramatma. And he is Swayam Bhagavan at the same time. So our Ishtadevata should be Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, put him in your heart. It's a very, very intelligent thing to do. That is Sumedasa. Worship Gaur. Live in Vrindavan. Enter the Kirtan at Shiva Sangam and you'll know who you are in Krishna Leela. Mahaprabhu will show you. That's my focus. Dasya Bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You want to know who you are? Real simple. Gaur Leela, that is Gaur Bhumi, the Sadaka Siddha Bhumi. Every Siddha is doing sadhana there. Sadhana Siddha Bhumi. The land of Siddhas who do sadhana. And Mahaprabhu is a super guru there. Our guru is there. His mouth is there. You'll be there. With your own name. Same name. Why not? As a Gorli the name. This does, that does. You go there. You can go on your sadhaka deha. It'll be a little younger, that's all. Like groups, not them. Why not? Go there. Join the kirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Shiva Sangam. And he will show you. you I know who you are. And see who I am. Dasya Bhakti in Gorlila that begets a corresponding position that's natural for you in Krishna Lila. Like a Brahmin boy in Gorlila. Like Group Sanatan, for example. Gopi in Vrindavan. Something like that. Gopa, Gopi, as you like. But this is our emphasis. Why not? Worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Nityam nomi nabadvipe namakirta nartanai Guru Rupa harim gaura Guru rupa harim gaura Gaura is Hari in the form of the Guru Guru rupa harim gaura Radha ruchi ruchavritam He's in the embrace of the sweet uh, taste of Radha's love for Krishna Nityam nomi nabadvipe namakirta nartanai He's residing eternally in Navadvip. We offer pranam to him. 
there he's doing kirtan and dancing. There's nothing more beautiful and charming than that. Oh, he made it so easy to enter Krishna Lila. Guru Maharaj Goswami was describing like a towering golden mountain. If that's not enough, towering golden mountain will certainly get your attention. A mountain of gold, standing high, and pointing in the direction of Krishna Lila. But if that's not enough, that gold is moving. It's lava coming from the volcano of his love. And lava just, you know, takes everything in its path. Practically, he infringes upon your free will, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Like Prabhupada said, I came to your country as an aggressor. <laughs> we were happy for that. <laughs> so, you meditate on Vishwambar, Gaur, Nimai Pandit. And as his function as the Yuga Avatar is complete in your heart, then the other side will come. His love for, for Braj Brahm, Parada, his love for, for Krishna, I should say, as Radha in Vrindavan Mood, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, as may be the case. Jai Gaur, Jai Gaur, Jai Gaur, Hari. Bande, yes, we should. Gaur Bak, Vigraham Bande. We offer our obeisances to the, the town of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's kirtan, his preaching, the sour deity. Anything else? You were saying that the Harinam is about hankering and, and Diksha Mantra was about... Longing. No, submission. Yeah. Hare Krishna, longing. <coughs> because we think of longing would come after submission, but yet you first are longing and then you get the Diksha Mantra. Well, yeah, but the point of the vocatives is, is that it, it can be done in anywhere, any time, any place, any condition. So in the higher stage, it's longing. In the lower stage, it's Harry Krishna, did you say? You see, <laughs> that's not longing, right? But Krishna Nam is there. <laughs> but they can't come up and say, Klim Om Shrim Ham Krishnaya Govindaya Gopidana Balabhaya, hmm? all these things. <laughs> So, Nam, Nam is generous. It means kind of without consciousness, kind of like unconscious or mad. Nama Kirtano Matham, mad in Kirtan. This is the idea. Or unconsciously it can be chanted. But the, 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 in the dative case, it is a conscious, you're saying something. My obeisance is too. I give myself to Krishna. I give myself to Govinda. I give myself to Gopi Janabalala. Swaha, Swaha. Yes. What's your name? Govinda Das. Govinda Das. Uh, you mentioned earlier really, uh, the point when um, Radha Govinda, you know, placing one step in the heart and super souls, you know, taking step power. Um, what happens to that guiding aspect? Uh, we understand that the um, super soul is actually internal manifestation of the spiritual master. So, once Radha Krishna are in the heart, um, what happens to the guidance? <laughs> That's a good question. Actually, it's mentioned that Sakshat Brajendanandana, the Guru, is a manifestation directly of Brajendanandana Krishna. This is mentioned, I believe, maybe Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, Paramatma is a particular manifestation of Krishna for a particular purpose, governing over the world. But when the world is out of your heart, then you don't need any guidance in a worldly sense. Now you're being guided by your attraction. You're being driven by attraction for Radha and Krishna. They're in your heart. The guide, the guiding force is Ruchi. Do you understand? So, Guru means... In a general sense, Antaryami, indwelling. Vrindavan Das Thakur, what does he say? Who is Antaryami for him? What did Vrindavan Das say? He wrote Chaitanya Bhagavat. He explains Nityananda Prabhu, that is his Ishta, Ishta Deva, the, the deity of Vrindavan Das Thakur is Nityananda Prabhu. He's a Sakha. So he's uh, especially favored by Ram, Balram, Nityananda Prabhu. He says, 
Nityananda Prabhu, as Antaryami, ordered me to write this book. So when Ishta takes a position, then he's guiding in that way. Not in terms of worldly pursuit, what you need, and bringing you to the Guru and so forth. Krishna is bringing you to the Guru, and the Guru is bringing you to Krishna, right? So when Krishna takes a seat in the heart, then, then we'll see that our Gurudev is a manifestation of Krishna. At this point, we begin to see that our Gurudev, first thing we see is what? Sakshadharitvena. Gurudev is representing God. What could be more than that? There's more. Kintu praboriya priya evatasya. Gurudev is a lover of Krishna. So my vision of Gurudev is changing now. And I see my Gurudev as a representing a particular kind of love of Krishna that I'm also attracted to. And that's my ideal, and I'm pursuing that. You understand? This is the kind of uh, transition, different kind of guidance is needed now to, to function in that world. What will Paramatma have to say about that? <laughs> He's functioning in, in another realm. So when we see the, the bhakti, the uh, affinity of our Gurudev, this is yeah. inner life, right? that help? What else? Yes. Well, I was wondering about submission and I was thinking about some things I heard you say on Thursday. And, and I'm just thinking in relation to, is it necessary for one to submit to one advanced devotee? Or is it helpful to have like a lead guru amongst many gurus? Or is that not exactly necessary? It's mentioned in Bhagavatam, you might be surprised, that not by one guru alone will one be successful. There are different ways, of course, to ex explain that. The fact is that by appropriately serving the <coughs> manifestation of Krishna that comes to tender to our needs in a custom way, then uh, we should come to see our Gurudev everywhere speaking to us, guiding us, and so forth. That's one way to explain. Like in the context of that verse, we find the, uh, the devotee found the bumblebee speaking to him, and the trees, and so many different manifestations of nature. I think there were 24 gurus that he had. But again, then uh, that is one way of explaining it. But on its face, it also says, not by one guru. So there is scope for more than one guru, and your question is not one that can be answered uh, definitively for everyone, because everyone is an individual. You have to understand one thing. You came to Krishna consciousness for a purpose. You met your Gurudev, and you were charmed, and, and uh, I mean, I, I assume you're, you're initiated, but forgive me if you're not, and, um, and so on. But, you know, we also live in a like when I came and I joined Prabhupada, I mean, you know, there was no other guru, so. He was the only guru. He was the only representation of Gaudiya Vaishnavism that uh, was visible. And um, he wanted to be in a plural kind of situation. That was his desire, working with many godbrothers in the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta and preaching. And he, he, if you study the history of his letters, he many times invited different godbrothers to come and, and be in the society, and they were already initiating. So they would have been gurus in the society, would have been working together. That was a, des a desirable situation, an ideal situation he would have wanted. He, he expressed that he wanted that. So our experience would have been very different, would have been more like, like some of you. You live in a plurality, maybe you live in Iskon, and there's a lot of gurus. So my experience was entirely different, and my godbrothers and godsisters' experience was, was very different also, up until Prabhupada left, and even after that, for some time. So, now I had the experience of living in a, like you do, in a plural kind of situation after Prabhupada left, because for different reasons, you know, I've been in ISKCON for 20 years, so it's a pretty long time. 
and you know, got the counsel of Sridhar Maharaj and others and so forth and so on. So I got, I think, a little bit of experience of what that would have been like if Prabhupada's desirable situation was, was realized. It was kind of realized like afterwards, in, in a sense, for some of his disciples. And I should say that because some of them didn't come, we shouldn't think um, that somehow they were undesirable in, in all respects. There are a lot of, you know, these are, you have, to, you have to look at yourself, understand what your own humanity is and so forth. And, and Like, I, I'll give you an example. I have a godbrother, he passed away. He's, he was a disciple of Prabhupada and he took sannyas from, uh, from Sridhar Maharaj and he was a very wonderful devotee. His name was Bhakti Abhay Narayan Maharaj. He was a Hungarian devotee who was preaching in Eastern Europe. And um, he had a very difficult time when he had to leave ISKCON. Some of the people stole his passport and turned him into the government and so forth. And, and this is Eastern Europe before it changed to what it, what it is today, the, you know, the kind of freedoms that are there today. So um, anyway, he remained there because Prabhupada told him to preach there. And that was his field. And so he, he was a friend of mine. He invited me to come there. So I came to Eastern Europe. We went to Yugos- what was Yugoslavia at that time, Hungary, Romania. Boy, that was oppressive. Bulgaria. And, um, and when, we went, when we went into Romania, they asked us, do you have any guns, drugs, or Bibles? <laughs> That's what it was like. And we had books, you know, smuggled. We were smuggling books in there. It was pretty tense. And so, and he was living in that environment. And what he would do is we'd be traveling along. He says, okay, we're going to stop here. And he'd stop and he'd go into a, into a bar. And he knew somebody in there. It's a bartender or something. I don't know. And then he'd you know, spend some time with him. And then we'd meet him in another place. And his family would have a small program and, and then he'd put us to bed. I remember in, in Transylvania, he put us to bed in a cabin. And then he went out to the wee hours and was in, in the bar just meeting because when people would take a cup of drinks, they'd loosen up a little bit. And then we met one of the guys that he'd been talking with, and the guy was talking to us. And so when Marge came back, he said, Oh, this guy came, we were talking to him, everything. And, and he, you know, you got to meet him tomorrow. You know, I guess you must have touched him when he, he overheard you in the bar or something like that. He said, he said He's going to come tomorrow. He says, he won't be here. When he wakes up in the morning and he sobers up, and he's going to think, oh my God, I, what did I say? Who did I talk to? You know, I could be hanging from the gallows, you know, by noon. Sure enough, he didn't show up. It's very courageous what he was doing. It was very unique kind of preaching. And when we met the people, a Catholic priest in one town, and a family in another, and a carpenter in another place, I mean, they just loved him like a like their own son, or like like I, it just reminded me of what you hear, like Mathura Mahatma Sanatana Goswami going, or maybe not Mathura Mahatma, but one book I can't recall. Sanatana Goswami going in the brudge and everybody running to him and holding his hand and forgetting to pay obeisances because they just had so much affection for him. So very anyway, wonderful experience for me. But anyway, relative to the point. He liked me very much, and I'm a pretty good preacher. So, and I was senior to him, and he always, you know, was inspired by me as a book distributor and so forth. So he said, Maharaj, you know, look, why don't you come? Prabhupada's the only devotee that's gone to Russia practically. Let's go there. You be the guru, and I will, you know, assist you, and you preach there. You make disciples, and I'll arrange everything. I said, you got to be crazy. I'm going to go to Russia. I said, you should go to Russia. And at the time I thought, wow, yeah, there's so many... That's what Sridhar Marsh. When Prabhupada said, come to the West with me. And Sridhar Marsh said, you know, that's your field. Who am I? You know, what, what am I going to do? You know, I'm practically dead here. I'm 90% blind, you know, and you're running all over the world, circling the globe. You know, you're like, you got these GBC, like, you know, four-headed Brahmas, you know. <laughs> Big thing. What can I do? You know, I'm a small person living here in my mouth. I'm just about to. I don't know why Mahaprabhu is still keeping me here. You understand? So you know, there are different reasons. You know, why they, you know somebody if like somebody just went to um, you know, if Karnamrita went to um, Burma or something, and then he 
started writing, it's happening over here. You know, it's like really happening. Sure, it is kind of right there. No, I mean, they're coming. They're giving up, you know, dog eating and everything. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> sure, you know, a couple of years go by. You know. So, you know, they were, you know, they were, had their missions and they were preaching in their own, own ways and so forth. And Prabhupada's movement was unbelievable. It was really unbelievable. And some of them were, were in opposition to it and inimical, and some of them weren't, of course. And when some of them expressed their enmity and so forth, Prabhupada was very disappointed in that. And then he would say things, the kind of things he said that they don't sound so good unless you understand the context. They were reactionary. But he loved the, his God brothers just as much as I love mine. Well, maybe no, that's not saying that. <laughs> no, we do love one another, actually, when, it's when we think of one another and, you know, when we think how we sacrificed and what we went through and you look and she's still there, he's still there, you know. It's pretty endearing, actually, through all these years. But sometimes we don't, we say strong things, too. I'll give you another example. I, when I began preaching outside of Iskon, one uh, one devotee joined me, became a disciple of mine, and then you know it was difficult because there was a lot of um, propaganda against uh, persons like myself, and so she was running into that on the streets and so forth, meeting people, meeting devotees, and they were trying to break her faith and so forth. So one day, she didn't come back from Sankirtan. So I wonder where she was. She was, she was like a book distributor. So when she did come back, you know, late, I said, well, where, where were you? She said, well, I went over to the Berkeley Temple. I said, well, what were you doing over there? And she said that uh, Jagat Guru Maharaj, who was a godbrother of mine, he was over there, and she knew that I had a friendly relationship with him, so she went to talk to him. We were friends, but he was still in Iskon, and I was outside of Iskon. So I said to her, if he's my friend, what is he doing over there? If you have any confusion, you come and ask me. Now, if she had recorded that on a tape, right, a little sound bite, if he's my friend, what is he doing over there? Print it, send it out to all the god brothers and all her god sisters. That would not have been the whole picture of how I feel. In fact, two weeks later, Jagat Gurmarsh came and joined me. And he's my friend <laughs> to this day. And he was then too, but I mean, it's just a way of, you know, we have the, that's relationships between brothers and sisters. It goes like that. So, anyway, I'm kind of going on about this, but the point is that Prabhupada wanted to live in a situation where there were a plurality of gurus and he'd have help and, you know, and they could all share in the, in the victory of uh, uh, fulfilling the desire of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. But we didn't have that experience, most of us, and so we were just fixed on Prabhupada, almost to the point where the idea of having another group becomes like, huh? It's a question of fidelity here. You know, but it's really, that's not what it's like. That's my experience. I haven't lost any fidelity to my guru, Dave, by having a Siksha guru. In fact, I've only grown in my, in my guru nishta. So you're fortunate in, in a sense, those of you in the situation. And then, then you have to feel it for yourself. If you feel inspiration from a particular guru figure, then you're free to take that. There's no laws here. That's what it's all about. So you, I can't give you an answer that will fit for everybody. Some people may be just completely satisfied with the, the one guru they have and they never hear from anybody else or they don't even have an opportunity to or they do and they get something but it's never the same. But someone may find more inspiration in one place than another. And Diksha's kind of like, in one sense, get us in, you know, as a card-carrying member. And then there's so much siksha that can come from so many different quarters. And... And maybe it's possible that a Siksha Guru may have a stronger influence than the Diksha Guru. It's possible. There are many examples of that in the scripture. Or it's possible the other way around. And this is the beauty of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that there are varieties of sentiments. And, and I mean, my interest is only to see someone like you or anybody to become Krishna conscious. If someone else can help one of my disciples more than me, then that's great. They should uh, take inspiration. The whole thing is about faith and nurturing that faith and fostering that. And so we should all work together for that. Let faith rule. Don't rule over faith. Let faith rule everything. No problems. No problems then. That's what Sridhar Maharaj told GBC in the beginning. Let the free flow of faith determine everything. You'll get people, you'll lose people. And there's no, you know, he'll join my temple, he'll leave my temple. It's the free flow of faith. Preach. According to your capacity to preach, then some people will be attracted. 
And if they're not attracted, lose attraction, then send them somewhere else. Foster that attraction. We're all in this together. We all end up in the same, same village, more or less. So this should be the kind of, kind of the rule. Let faith rule. So if, if, we find, if I find in you some faith growing in relation to another Vaishnav, like Sridharmash, for example, had a, a disciple, Krishna Sharan, and he was uh, living in the mouth for years, and he developed this affinity for Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj. He really liked to hear from him. So Sridharmash sent him to Puri Maharaj's mouth to live there. Later on, he came back many years later and lived at Sridharmash's mouth. And so they're all in this together just to help one another. You can help me too. Don't think that you can't, because you're, if you're a subordinate to me, you can help me, and I can help you. So follow your heart. Use your head, but use your head to soften your heart. You know what Krishna consciousness is when you feel it, right? I mean, to some extent. So follow that. That's how you got involved. It's not like you get involved based on this feeling and inspiration, and then inspiration, for some reason, at this particular temple is no longer there or something, and you have to stay there forever or something. I mean, I'm not telling you you should... There's dutiful service also (laughs) in times of need, but anyway, get a taste for Krishna consciousness. How? What does Bhaktivinoda Thakur say? How should you get a taste for Krishna consciousness? Somehow or other, beg, borrow, steal, get it. The Bhakti Vinod Party Bar is, is very big and broad and generous. You should be able to find enough room in there to get what you're after. It is available there, that's for sure. Does that help at all? I think so. So if, um, basically, if I'm looking to submit or myself to Krishna, and then I start looking for an avenue to do so, and wherever I believe that if I submit myself to, like the instructions in the Shastra, to the instructions of this particular devotee at that particular time when my faith is resting, and I feel like, yes, if I follow this, then I am on the right track. That's kind of how it works. That's kind of how it works without disrespecting anyone. Hmm? I don't mean without disrespecting, but with showing regard to everyone and affection and gratitude for those who, like that American Indian who told you, if you want to meditate, go to the Hare Krishnas, Steve was telling me. You are indebted to him. He's one of your gurus. Find him somewhere in eternity and thank him. Something like that. So with the right attitude, yes. It's not a, I'm not giving a license to just go here, there, and everywhere and disrespect people in the name of trying to get a taste or something like that. I think you understand. So, I'm sorry, we talked a long time, so we should stop and take some prasad. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai, Kodi Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai, Jai Sri Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai, Bhakti Raksakshira Dev Goswami Maharaj ki jai, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur Prabhupada ki jai, Gaur Bhakti Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande. Hari Bhagavan.